Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places in and around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She is a comedian you've seen on Last Comic Standing. She is a mom and a contributor to the Huffington Post. And was it Medium, the article from a year ago that you that you posted today? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also a writer for Medium. Great, great little piece there, and we will be talking about that. She is with us live from Burbank. It is Katie Massa Kennedy. Welcome. Hello. I'm so pleased to be here because this is the end of... Kamala week, which I prefer over infrastructure week. <laughs> well, you know, you you have 48 infrastructure weeks in a row where nothing happens. And then, you know, two weeks of saying Merry Christmas, and then you're back to no more infrastructure week. So I, I can understand the frustration. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Thank you for being with us today, Katie. We are also joined by a comedian, a mom, and a strong woman extraordinaire. You've seen her comedy special, I'm Crowning, on Amazon, Voodoo, and Comcast. Just name a few of the many platforms where it is. And if you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? We are so happy to have her with us dialing in from North Hollywood. It is Liz Stewart. Welcome, Liz. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hello, everybody. What an exciting week. I'm sure we're going to talk about it. We, we definitely are. And yeah, we, we can hear you, but uh, your screen's gone black and now you're on mute. <laughs> this is this is turning into every Zoom call nightmare. This is this is a lot of fun. All right. Well, we're th- back to infrastructure. Week. <laughs> it is. And uh, boy, howdy. Will, I'm we, here. will we be can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. I'm in the same place. I'm not moving. OK, it's it's all good. You're you're, you're looking dark, but you're sounding great. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us, Liz. As always, we are also joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason, representing Van Nuys, Mr. Time and Ship. Hello, sir. Hey, power to the people. Good to be with you, Dave, as we are sitting in the valley of the burning bush. Yes. Hokey it smokes, is, yeah. Yeah, it is hot as hell out here in the valley. Yes, and it, getting hotter. For for those who follow me, uh, my my personal account on Facebook, every Friday at six p.m. Uh, or thereabouts, sometimes it's a little delayed, but I like to post a song to kind of get everybody into the weekend. Sometimes it's it's something new that's just really doing it for me, or sometimes it's it's an older tune that has has a little bit of meaning to it for me or uh sometimes for other people as well and i was going to post the specials song too hot because we are we are in the midst of a heat wave here in southern california that it it feels uh i don't know a little whiny complaining about it because yeah it's really hot but unlike northern california we're not on fire so you know, small favors. But the reason I bring up the song is the song that I posted instead is the old Wall of Voodoo song, Back in Flesh, because I am I am just so happy to be back here. We did not have an episode last week because I was carrying a little bit of extra weight. Uh, it, it was a kidney stone, and uh, those those are not fun. 
Those are really, really not fun. I uh, wound up going to the ER, and when when the nurse was signing me out, he he gives me my uh, my prescriptions and and all the pamphlets and everything. He says, you know. A lot of people say that uh, this is this is what women feel like when they have a baby. To which I responded, "Well, as soon as I heal up from this, I'm signing up for a vasectomy because I do not ever want to put anyone through this." So, yeah, not going to do that. But the one good thing about having a kidney stone and the timing is that I got a bottle of Vicodin, which I think is going to come in handy for uh, next week's Republican National Convention. So we will we will be talking about that. Oh, I've, I've talked about my musical choices and my, my health problems, but I haven't let you know that I am Dr. David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse, possibly even for the current one. And we do have a lot to talk about, which we will be doing after a brief message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America. And people are waking up to the great taste of community spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread. Unmitigated Spread, it's time for a second peek. Well, it is the 22nd day of August. That means it's six days until Bill and Ted face the music, 73 days until the election. And as of today, we have 175,470 Americans dead from the coronavirus, 5,645,400 confirmed cases, and the hits just keep coming. Before the show, uh, it was mostly you guys because I was getting my coffee and shit together. But you're talking about the the biker lady who got attacked by a buffalo for for getting a little too close to the calf. And on the note of stupid things that bikers do, and not all bikers, I I have some friends. Of course, I do uh, also have some friends uh, who are are stupid. So there's the Venn diagram. There there's going to be some overlap. But the uh, the big uh, biker rally in Sturgis was uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, and already yeah. we've got at least twenty three confirmed cases in other states from people who were partying up in Sturgis. So. Oh. 
Uh-oh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's the thing. And we, you know, we, we've talked about this on the show so many times. Yeah, it's wonderful to think about people you don't like and not saying the bikers are them, but it's, it's wonderful to think about people you don't like getting the Rona and, oh, well, they'll suffer and fuck them because they're stupid. But then some of these stupid people, they come back into the communities where we are, or they're already here and they go to the restaurants or the supermarkets where we go and they breathe on the people there. And so it's, it's not just stupid people being among stupid people because they walk amongst us, which is, which is a problem. (laughs) Time. I was going to say is, you know, the doctors have always said that we could beat this thing, but it's something called behavior. And if the behavior of the, of the, of the people, that's why everybody's getting sick. We have a hundred, I won't say all of it. I won't generalize it that bad, but when you won't do what they tell you to do, which is common sense, you know, if they tell you to stay hell, they can tell you, Hey, stay away from your people. You know, I mean, yeah, you can go like they could have bars open right now. Bars would be open if people stayed the fuck away from each other. But they're not going to do that because they're going to say, fuck you. I'm not doing that. I'll be what I want. Yeah. And they want to turn the virus into a, a Democrat Republican thing. No, <clears throat> dude, this is this is what we were always talking about. This is about humanity. Do you give a fuck about humanity? the health of your fellow man your fellow woman children this is what this is we are so fo- we are so focused on capitalism and making money that people um, die for stupidity because of time the and, greed of our society I'm t- time and that's the dark side of rugged individ- individualism right <laughs> because that 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 attitude is kind of what makes the united states like the entertainment capital of the world and and, and kind of like, you know, very relevant culturally and everything like that. But then that flip side, that dark side is, you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know yeah, what? You know, it, it, it was sick. for other people. I'm way too exceptional to get sick. <laughs> well, everyone, everyone's going to get sick except for me. But the the thing right. is, yeah, that's you for know, other people, and it's it's kind of like you know the whole extreme sports amateur stunt work kind of thing that's been that's been happening for the last ten years. Like, look, if you want to jump off the roof of your house onto a four inch memory foam mattress, that's fine. Do that. You you may win a Darwin Award. It's wonderful. But in the case of the coronavirus, there is a rope tied from your ankle to the ankle of everyone around you. And when you jump off that metaphorical roof, you're taking everyone with you. So this is, this is the problem. Exactly. It's like rugged individualism is wonderful. But if you're going to be ruggedly individual, focus on the individual part and stay the fuck away from everybody else. It's, it's medical science. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it, it is. Yeah. Uh, I assume they, they, everybody and I stay away from everybody. <laughs> I mean, I, they, even though they even tell you, look, six feet. If you want to hang with your buddy or your, your girlfriend, go for a walk or whatever, you can still get with them. Put your mask on. Stay six feet. Yeah. Don't hug each other. We had to uh, play golf on Sundays. I, I don't I mean yeah. the guys get together, but we're 
not near each other. No, I, had know, a, I, don't, uh, I don't give, we elbow, we, hey, like, mm-hmm. the amount of guys always at the end to take their hat off and shake a hand, we don't do any of that shit. It's over. But we do, hey, we get to see each other, we still laugh, have a good time, move on. We're outside, enjoying ourselves, we're keeping our distance from each other. Wait, are you suggesting that, that maybe people should adapt to, to changing conditions? Well, well, you mentioned Darwin. <laughs> You mentioned Darwinism. That's what Darwin <laughs> talked about. Certain animals had to learn when, they, when the, the earth or wherever they ended up, they had to change the way they lived. I mean, they, they had to, you know, if they had to go to another spot in order to, to live, they would do that. They would make adjustments. And we have to do the same thing, you know. So, I mean, I, I don't get it. You keep saying, oh, you want, as we talked about, the individualism. But you can't have the individualism. And the life you're talking about, unless you get the virus under control. And also, you know, you know what this is all about. They don't want to give, they, they do not want to be considered socialists. We're trying to avoid so much to stop being called socialism, but socialism is connected to us. What do you think all these food banks are for? Those food banks is socialism. You can't. You got people driving Range Rovers, pulling up, getting boxes of food, getting free shit, and they're coming up in Cadillacs and Lexus. And why? Because they're suffering like everybody else. You can't eat that car. You need food. <laughs> I have people actually mm-hmm. telling me. Oh, I Blondie would disagree. They're eating cars. <laughs> 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 first, cars. first sign of the rapture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these these yeah, aliens—they're I mean, eating cars. You got your own path, Dave, Dave. You have pastors telling you, "We're gonna sue, dude. You're already getting over. You don't even pay fucking taxes. Sit down." Yeah. You know what? Thoughts. Yeah, and some of them got PPP loans. Some of them got those loans from the government that they aren't going to need to pay back those small business loans. They're supposed to be for businesses you know what? and megachurches who don't pay taxes in the first place. I, yeah, I totally like disagree with the megachurches. If, if you have that much income and that many assets and more than likely... You know, if you're a mega church, your pastor has some of those nice cars that Timon was saying you can't eat, probably a plane. Mm-hmm. You have assets that you can liquidate before you start sucking off the yeah. public teat. But I, I will defend, you know, small churches and other, you know, and when I say church, I'm I'm speaking of a, a house of worship for any faith in America. But, you know, there are some where they they do provide community services, they employ a number of people. And if you're if you are going to take a, a loan from the government for coronavirus relief, then you had best be practicing social distancing, you know, following the rules that are set up don't mm-hmm. be, you know, if, if you're going to take the money, follow the rules that go along with it. You're not a corporation. You're that's a church. The thing, they're not going to do that. <laughs> you still have to follow the rules. They're already complaining about what money or whatever that they're getting. But it's like, dude, you don't put my, my grant, my, my uncle Lawrence had a church in East St. Louis, Illinois. Okay. We were the murder capital at one time when he was at his church. He worked as a bus driver. 
Okay, and these guys today make my uncle look like a choir. These guys are driving 745i BMWs, and they're living it. And that's small church and big church. Why? They don't pay taxes. They get all kinds of loans. All of them do. And they don't get charged. And it's, it's, it's big money. If you, can, if you can get people and play that whole messenger role up, you're going to get paid. You know I have a gonna- comment. I have a comment. Yes. My favorite Timon is, is Angry Timon. <laughs> oh, on my rants? Yeah, thank you. I, I, I try. I really do. I wish I could on a regular basis. They'd probably lock me up for it, though. <laughs> and and working in juvie, you know what you would be getting into. So Right. But, I mean, it, it, it's like, the, it's funny you mentioned that. What are they saying with the with the schools now? They want us to open our schools up. They want them open. You guys are, you know, uh, girls. You guys are parents. You know, and and you're not you're not going to send the money to make the schools safer. That that shit has to be. You have to put in, you know, the the vent. Uh, what is that? Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, air systems to oh, to HVAC? make sure that the air is being safe. Yeah, to be circulated out, you got to put in the um, the special plexiglass and all this, and kids are going to be kids. And who would have thought that the most dangerous motherfucker in the world is a six-year-old? The most <laughs> da- a six-year-old can knock out four adults because of the virus he has, uh, he or she has up in her nose. Is well, that crazy? I mean, personally, I don't. Out. You send your kid into the school, she comes home, all of you fuckers are going to be. What are you doing? Everybody's dying and shit. And she don't know, you know, not to, not to diss everyone. No, they're not immune. Not to diss everyone who's too short to ride most of the roller coasters. But I figure if you're at the right height to punch someone like directly in the crotch, I don't trust you anyway. The, the illness that they can spread is a, is a whole other issue, but we're, we're talking, we're talking about the money and this is what week three since the the federal unemployment augmentation has been gone. Of course, Trump signed an executive order which does nothing. And I, right. I've been thinking about this a lot. And you know, with no show last week, I had an extra week to think about it. But the bills that the Republicans are putting forth don't include funding for you know the cities or the states. And I was thinking about Florida. it. Florida does. Florida gets something. Well, Florida always gets something because that's where the president lives now, you know, officially. Yeah. That's where he gets his ballots mailed anyway, which is a whole other issue. But if the Republicans are refusing to give money to cities and states to help them through this, aren't the Republicans the ones who are literally defunding the police? And I mean, I say that Whoa. like there's, there is, there is a certain amount of night. Watch out, Dave. Watch out, Dave. You're well, going to get in trouble. Watch no, out, I know. I know there's a certain <laughs> amount of night, naivety there because, of course, you know, when the states are, are slicing budgets because they aren't getting federal funding, we all know the police are going to be one of the last places the, the money comes out of. You know, it's first it's going to be poor people and, and children. And ultimately, then they'll, then they'll, okay, well, we, you know, we can't afford all the police because, you know, 
we have no money. But yeah, you know, when it's that's just something I was thinking about that when when Democrats and liberals say defund the police, it's more of a metaphorical thing of taking some of the money away from police and putting it towards services that could be better performed by people who are not rolling in armed, angry and scared. But you know, that was like the, the word deplorable. Okay, the fund was the wrong thing. You could have said that a better way. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I'm not saying. No, I'm no, no. I mean, I, I generally. The reason why you, you, you look, if you look at, uh, and I, I agree that when you're working in law enforcement and you're putting so much focus. Remember, the, you saw the judge who put the girl in juvenile hall because put her back in juvie because she didn't do her homework. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the stupid shit that they were doing. Okay, I'd rather White educate these children. <laughs> oh no, she was black. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was Shaniqua. Uh, they got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, they got it. So when you when you put more of a focus into education, because we know that education is not going to to stop a person from becoming a criminal, but the more knowledge that they gain. The more that they have, a person says, "Well, well, you know, Ty, what do you guys want with the, you know, that we, well, look, we want our neighborhoods to look like Thousand Oaks. We want, that's what we want. Have you been to Thousand Oaks? Have you been to Calabasas? That's how you want your neighborhood to look. You're not trying to say that there's a liquor store on every fucking corner. You don't want that, but you want the schools. You want the type of education that's there. You want to be able to go for walks down the street." with your kids and everything and have a good time. You, you want to be able to have this. And you just can't, you just can't lock everybody up, man. It's not going to work. You can't just keep shutting everybody up. You've got to deal with the issue at hand. Well, and don't keep telling them, well, you're a Democrat. You're going to play victim. Fuck you. It ain't about no victim anything. They've been hollering that victim shit for the longest. When, you what, know, because I'm a liberal, I'm a victim? Fuck you. I'm not a victim. What, just because I don't believe in you taken away from the 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 the, the average american what do you mean you can't buy a house yeah it's it's amazing how how much the the one percent has profited while the the rest of us are all you know languishing in in doubt and wondering you know if we're going to be able to get through this thing financially let alone mentally emotionally but you you bring up the 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 prison population and one of the things you know here in california i had mentioned the fires up north a lot of the the manpower on the front lines when it comes to fighting fires in california that's prison labor and it used to be well now they're cutting them loose they got to cut them loose because you got the coronavirus. Well, that's yeah, that's what I was going to say. So is that the the numbers are cut drastically because of the spread of COVID in the prisons. So we we have, I mean, there there are literally hundreds of fires in Northern California right now. Two of them are the seventh and tenth worst fires in state history. And we're dealing with a depleted wow. firefighting force because, you know, coronavirus, prisons, it, it's all interlinked. And all these things, you know, it's so easy for people to say, oh, you know, a bunch of fucking prisoners, they deserve whatever. 
And it's like, yeah, no, you know, we, you know, we were talking briefly about American exceptionalism before. And what American exceptionalism is supposed to be is that we, we do things better. And that is what makes America exceptional. No, it's, we it's, kick ass. there you go there you go that's what it's become it's you know it's marketing gone gone horribly horribly awry but speaking of of marketing this this was a big week that we just got through you know the the folks on the right are are calling it you know the worst infomercial or whatever wait until next week you want to see the worst infomercial ever i cannot wait to see the star power they're pulling out in, including, you know, well, Scott I, Chachi Bayo, what's his name, the My Pillow guy. I'll tell you, I, I've I've uh, blocked. Oh, that crazy fuck. Yeah, we'll oh, we'll get to that kid who. Uh, oh my god! Did you see that interview with? Uh, uh, oh, it was so good. Yeah, with Anderson with Cooper. So what's his name? Anderson uh, Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Oh, Anderson Cooper. I was like, dude, shut up. Well, you know, and one of the things that a lot of people forget about the MyPillow guy is that he is allegedly a recovering crackhead. Although, oh, oh, and oh, the oh. reason I say allegedly is <laughs> because if no, you, no, no. If you uh-huh. saw not that interview. He was. No, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that he wasn't. I'm saying that he allegedly was and allegedly isn't anymore i'm saying the the allegedly goes to the past tense because if you watch that interview that dude was fucking hopped up on something and maybe it's the poison that he's trying to sell you know i've been taking it for six months i've been around people that are hopped up on speed of various sorts and in various situations and that is what i saw when i was watching that interview I am not. I am really not familiar with this guy, but I will venture to guess that uh, the reason why he says he's clean is there, but by the grace of God. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's he's one of those people. Cross. He wears the big cross like outside of his shirt. Simon, I didn't even I didn't even see it. I don't know anything about this guy, but I just knew fat ass <laughs> cross sitting on his neck. I saw that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He up. uses the whole like I found. I found Jesus in the bottom of a crack pipe by my pillow. It's going to keep me off the pipe. Yeah. You know? It it goes like the story of the guy in the dumpster. And and the guy is in the dumpster. And a rat rat talks to him and said, Brother, you need Jesus. He said, I need Jesus? Yes. He said, did you say I need Jesus? Yes. I need you. Yeah, you damn sure gonna need Jesus if you don't get the fuck with in front of my food. I'm gonna tear your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's what you, that's what you're listening to. This guy's a fucking. I was like, please just shut up. And Anderson was calling him every every liar. He said, dude, there's no proof. Where is your proof? Where? But so, that, that was one of the things I loved when he was like, well, you. you He's like, where are these thousand say, studies you're, you're, that, that you're talking about? Well, you would, you would have to ask Dr. Carson about that. And it's like, wait a minute. You just said that you gave these studies to Dr. Ben Carson. 
why don't you know well uh yeah i I don't have them anymore i don't know where i got them an older boy gave them to me uh they're not my cigarettes mom i'm just holding them for a friend i mean it 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 was so ridiculous Time and Marco Rubio once uh, is is hoping that uh, Ben Carson will rest in peace. <laughs> okay, so it's you know wait 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 real quick real quick because we were we started we brought up the idea I started like to mention the Democratic convention. And that was one of the missed opportunities when Jim Clyburn spoke. I really, you know, and I mean, Julia Louis-Dreyfus like nailed the comedy on on night four. But I would have loved to see Jim Clyburn. I'm Representative Jim Clyburn, and many of my Republican colleagues think I died last week. Uh, and then put up the picture, you know, of, of Mario. Because, uh, uh, you know, we all look alike. Little Marco's you know, tweet. Yeah, unbelievable. Man, it's amazing how stupid people are. Like, there are people out there who think that my the my pillow guy is gonna is gonna like in his crack basement gonna like whip up a vaccine that's not just smoking crack, and then and and like save us. You know, a little bit of crack. You know, because of it. It, it just goes to like like the people in Sturgis. Like I I didn't know how many stupid people there were in this country until 2016, and I guess I am thankful to Donald Trump for that because I've been enlightened. Because like with this coronavirus <laughs> thing, there are people out there who voted for Donald. There are people out there who think my the my pillow guy is gonna is gonna save them with the uh, with this like you know miracle vaccine sent to him from Jesus. And I just assume that everybody is an idiot, and so stay away from them. Stay away from everyone, because everybody, well, I, if, even uh, if everybody isn't an idiot, they know somebody who's an idiot, and that idiot could be bringing the smart person the the coronavirus. And then you talk to your smart friend, but if they haven't, like, you know, like, there's a, there's a vetting process. Like, how many people do you know who voted for Donald Trump? That's question number one. And if the answer is above zero then you're not allowed in the house. Um, back away from me. <laughs> back away from me. Because, I because, carry a walking stick if I'm out in public that's like five feet long, so if somebody gets too close, I can push them back. Let me ask you a question just on that <laughs> so, note. like, cause I'm, You guys know me well enough. You've seen me uh, in my home on weekends. You know fashionista is not really a word that would be used in conjunction with me. But... Knowing the the gender fluidity of today's society and how fashion, you know, there there are bold new trends. So what do you guys think about this unisex hoop skirts? I'm thinking we, we start putting everybody in like unisex, like six foot hoop skirts <laughs> and people just can't get near you because of fashion. And if if we know that there are yeah, there's one thing people will sacrifice common sense and everything else for in this country. Okay, drugs. But after that, fashion. So six foot, six foot uni- mm-hmm. unisex hoop skirts. I'm just saying. All right. My idea good. coming coming to an empty runway show near you, fall 2020. Just I didn't thought. know where that was going for a moment there, David. I, I hey, just, I think, I think you know, unisex hoop skirts. We can't all get giant hamster balls. So I'm seeing that. 
Although that would be I fun like too. I think we need to get everybody those necklaces that, that they put around the neck that light up when you get okay, you're you're within your six feet. If you come to if you get five feet, the, the necklace lights up and say, Hey, back up, fucker, you're six feet, you you're beyond your six feet. Really, they work. If you get within six feet, you know, they they lights up says, Hey, you're you're too close and it tells you to back up. You see that light? Yeah. You know I like that. I, I had another idea. Um you know, and I think this is this is one of it's it's a little complicated. It's really not that complicated, but in terms of all of the problems it could potentially solve, uh, the economy was, I mean, doing pretty poorly before the Rona hit. Malls are closing all over the place because you know online business is is totally killing it. Sports have been i mean not decimated but drastically slimmed down so my idea i want to start a new chain of of mall stores that sell tasers and stun guns and we offer free product demonstrations to anyone who disregards our very strict mask policy and I figure Ooh, is are you hiring Liz is interested. I, well that's what I'm saying there's going to be like no shortage of people that would be into it we set up bleachers sell concessions so this takes care of of the lack of sports this takes care of you know it helps prop the malls back up and you know employment sends a message I, it, it's just it's a multi-purpose idea well, it's about time you start. Taser Hut. <laughs> Taser Hut. <laughs> yeah, there's so Taser Hut. I would totally love to be on this on this show. I uh, uh, yeah, I have a Taser. Well, it's you know, I had, we, I had a roommate who was like tased me, tased me and I was like you are like, you know, 3 he was about 320, 350 somewhere around there and I was like I will kill you with this thing cuz like you get 60,000 volts going through somebody's heart when it's in no condition to take it. Like, oh, how am I going to explain this corpse in my living room? Uh, well, and also, if if you are going to uh, tase someone for fun and enjoyment in your own home or somewhere you care about, uh, I would I would also recommend adult diapers. Uh, not for you, for the person who's going to get tased, though. Uh, just <laughs> just in case. Hey, you know, David, I might I suggest, yeah. may I suggest that uh, to maintain distance, instead of wearing the hoop skirt, you wear a Goodyear tire around yourself. <laughs> Ooh, what? that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, always, always nice to see the, the president uh, coming out against an American company and trying to help Americans lose jobs while he's promoting foreign manufacturers of tires. Because he's a whiny little yeah, bitch. That just, that just cost him needs. Ohio. That cost him Ohio. Potentially. Yeah. I don't I know. Sure so keep flopping those dentures, Donald. I, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I mean, Joe really, he tried to say to Joe that, well, did you? I don't know if you heard Chris Christie when he said, yeah, that's pretty good for reading off a teleprompter. Hey, fucker. You know, I don't even know why they had him on there. On They were talking about, you know, why would they have Republicans on? Why is Chris Christie on? Because Ron Emanuel, needs to shit what he, he says. You know, he needs to shut his fat ass up. I mean, just, just dude, you're not, you're, you're, all you do is complain and talk about Democrats and whatnot. You're making money. You know, they're paying you big money to be on there. You're a crook also. It's just a matter of time. They're going to get all well, of them. 
Okay, so so you bring up the fact that all Amen. all they do is complain, and I think you're absolutely right. We've talked about this on the show before. One of the reasons I think that Donald Trump won in in 2016, besides you know help from the Russians, is that Republicans are really good at pointing out the problems, and it's a lot easier to rally a crowd and and rile people up when you're talking about what's wrong. Democrats have solutions. Specifically, we, we saw a lot of ideas coming out this week in, in the convention. As Elizabeth Warren said in her speech, you know, she said, you know, I love a plan and Joe's got plans. However, when you're trying to rally a crowd and rile people up, talking about solutions, and especially when they are so intricate that they might actually be effective against the problems that America is facing, you know, it can be a big yawn and it's, it's not the most exciting thing. No. So that's, that's part of the, the issue that the Democrats have been facing. Well, yeah. well, the thing is though, what Joe was, Joe was saying was right. It was so simple, dude, we could have beaten this, but because of your arrogance and incompetence and that, Please, they should not be interviewing Jared Kushner's rotten ass either. I don't know if you saw any of his interviews. He just wanted to talk about his little deal that he did with with Saudi Arabia. Like, dude, that that deal's not going to go through. Yeah, it's That's not no big thing. Why are we talking to you? Get off television. You said yeah, that deal's going to get chopped up. It's going to get beheaded. I mean, no, it's really stupid. <laughs> it's going to it's going to get an acid bath. <laughs> David, to speak to your point, to speak to your point, David, the Republican, the Republican Party is like one big fucking Yelp review. Do you ever go on there? It's not nice. It's all complaining about how shitty something is. And right. And every, wait a minute. The, the, you know what, Katie? All the Republicans are jumping ship. Okay, they're getting off. They're like, dude, I'm out of here. This isn't the Republican Party. Where are all the real Republicans at? That's why Steve Schmidt and all these guys, they don't know their own party anymore. When Joe gets in, they're done. They got no choice but to hook up with the the Democrats because they said, look, if we can get get rid of of Mitch and all his boys and everybody else, because a lot of those guys are up for re-election, so we got to get rid of all of them and, and... they're going to jump on the, you know, be like Colin Powell and hook up with all the other Democrats and come to the middle. See, because Joe's a middle guy. They're not going to go way, way left. That's just not going to happen. But well, okay, no, 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 not. no, Joe's, it's Joe definitely not going to go progressive than people give him credit for. Joe is way more progressive than people give him credit for. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, uh, gun reform and uh, uh, violence against women. Yeah. I mean, because I, I got uh, rid of a lot of um, Facebook people this and week. And coming out. They're gone. Political figure. I mean. No, absolutely. But the the thing is, he's trying to find consensus. And I, I think, Timon, you're, you're right that these people, you know, like Steve Schmidt and the Lincoln Project guys are like, we don't recognize the party anymore. The one thing that, like my biggest problem with them, because I think they're doing great work, you know, they are useful tools after the Democrats come in 
Everyone's going to go back to their corners. They're going to go back to being assholes who, who try to dismantle America because that's what they do. And this is my problem with them is they're complaining, oh, we don't recognize the party anymore. It is exactly what you guys made it into. You guys are right. the architects of this. Yep. Steve Schmidt yep. is the guy who brought Sarah Palin onto the John McCain ticket. It's, you right. know, it's. And, and yeah. I'm not saying, you know, because we talked about uh, like months ago on this show, you can't judge people strictly by their worst acts. You have to look at what they've done to to mitigate that, to, to get better, to, to make up for what they've done. And I think these Lincoln Project guys are doing a pretty good job at trying to, to mitigate some of the damage that they caused. But ultimately, what it comes down to is it's like a 12-step program. The first step is admitting that you have a problem. And if they can't admit mm -hmm. that Donald Trump is a direct result of their actions over the last 20, years, then, well, then this is, is just David, like temporary change. This is just oh. one election. We're not going to we're not going to see any advancement in the Republican Party. The Republican Party coming to the middle. I mean, they're fucking. You know, they're they're nominating QAnon idiots in in Oregon well, and go on. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I'm sorry. I, I I'm interrupting. It's kind of weird doing this via uh, Skype. But, yeah. Well, um, and I'm ranting. It's it was time but, for me to be cut off. <laughs> But the thing is, um, I think it's entirely possible that Steve Schmidt and others are embarrassed and and are and and are anti the the fact that the GOP has become uh, a, the party of white supremacy. But the reality is that all of these cultural wars have been stoked since Hoover to try to cover up for the fact that. The GOP stands for looting, like literally looting the the like the public coffers. Yeah, income distribution is only uh, redistribution yeah. is only a and problem like, for them when it's being redistributed to the the worker bees and and yeah you know, the little folks. When it's going upward, they don't have a fucking problem with it, right? Liz, you were you were. I mean, they, I mean they, yeah, I mean, and their folks have have been anti-woman um, making sure that women if they want an abortion even if it's an, even if they you know were it, it was forced the the act was, was forced upon them that there's something wrong with the woman that women are hysterical or sluts and they need to deal with the consequences of their pregnancy because that's their job right they shouldn't be seeking at home it, it, they, if a woman goes out into the workplace why isn't she at home raising the babies it's the disintegration of our family and if they weren't deliberately uh, gerrymandering and telling the lie that people of color are have a, a propensity for violence much more so than white people then they wouldn't be things like Trump that bitch or, um, or uh, Kamala is a Ho and and like their their policies are a direct reflection on how they really feel. They're just sad because now everybody can hear them say the quiet part out loud. So yeah, I'm so grateful to the Lincoln Project for what they're doing, and I'm so glad that they are on our team right now. But I was I was telling Cooper last night, you know, they had a lot of Republicans speak at the DNC. And to, to, as a call for unity. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take your help now. But after we get this handled, 
I'm going to handle you too. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like we're in like mm-hmm. the walking dead where like, where like Rick and Michonne first meet each other, but they have to fight the zombies that are in front of them, but they're going to handle each other here in a minute. You know what I mean? We're let's just put that our beef on hold. We'll come back to right, it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so, what's right in front of us. But I, I think create the shit storm. Don't think I forgot. Don't think I forgot. Right. You know, if right. you can make it up in a tone and admit, then we can move forward. And until you do that shit, you need a fucking, you know, like, like, don't act like, don't clutch your pearls in front of me, bitch, because you're the one who fucking did this. Right. Okay? right. And I think, I right. think, right. you know, you bring up the number of Republicans that spoke at the convention. And I think that's one of the bigger issues that, you know, I've been hearing on, on the convention wrap ups from the pundits and, and everybody is people talking about, you know, how, well, you know, and even actual, like, young leftists uh, on the social media talking about how, well, we, you know, how come AOC only got, you know, 60 seconds to endorse Bernie and, and they had John Kasich and Meg Whitman and stuff. Here's, here's the reason. It's because right now, it's not all about you. And you being the the ultra lefties and and the youngsters, you guys are are already more inclined, the smart ones anyway, to vote Democratic, because, and I'm I'm not optimistic that this is going to happen, but folks on the left, like far left, ideally are going to come to the realization that. There is not going to be a candidate who is going to provide everything that they want. And, you know, after uh, Bernie Sanders spoke at the convention, I saw some of the folks that I know posing, oh, well, it looks like Bernie sold out. And it's like, no, Bernie understands that this isn't about Bernie. This is about America. This is about all of us. And even, even if you are so ignorant and privileged that, you don't give a shit about judges being appointed by Republicans, Supreme Court justices being appointed by Republicans that are going to take rights away from women, that are going to take rights away from minorities, from all these people you say you care so much about, but then you're going to vote third party or not vote at all in this election because Bernie got screwed. The Democrats are going to get you closer to what you want. They are going to create more of an environment to make things possible that you want. But right now, it's not about you. It's about all these other disaffected people that would never think of voting Democrat in their lifetimes and explaining to them from people who are on their side from people that they associate with that I'm coming around to this. And that's, that's the thing, you know, rather than oh Bernie sold out and look at all these Republicans talking at the democratic convention that just shows that the Democrats are moving to the right. And it's like, no, it, it shows that it shows that the Democrats understand that we need to bring these people in that that it's bigger I, than just individual I, 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 issues. 
And I also reject the notion that um, there weren't the progressive wing of the party wasn't represented because we had Bernie Sanders speak, um, Elizabeth Warren spoke, AOC was present, Yana Presley uh, was present, uh, Rashida Tlaib, I believe, made an appearance. Um, we also had Julian Castro. We had a lot of progressives. Uh, when they did the state countdown, a lot of those people were from the progressive wing. Also, we had representatives representatives of the progressive wing of just, you know, like young activists like March for Our Lives would be considered progressive. You know, Black Lives Matter would be uh, considered progressive. So I think that we had a, a really great mosaic of the electorate and uh, the voters that we need to bring into the tent. And I think that Joe Biden, you know, for as much as everybody wanted, you know, like like Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, you know, I think Joe Biden is the guy for the top of the ticket right now, you know, because he has that ability to instead of say things like defund the police, you know, he has the ability to say something to, you know, uh, his speech was very uh, uh, easy to understand and build back better can fit on a bumper sticker. Whereas like, you know, like defund the police, you know, like I wanted Elizabeth Warren at the top of the ticket, but she, she wouldn't say, say, you know, in a more strategic way, you know, and, and then it's like half an hour later, you know what I mean? And right now we just need somebody who speaks in simplistic terms that can have broad appeal and has the empathy and uh, the courage that we have sorely been missing. Is somebody changing a tire? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my rant. That's my rant. I'm out. No, I'm with you. I think you know Joe Biden's speech was not Brady Bunch, Mike Brady. But do you guys remember, like in the uh, maybe late '80s, early '90s, they tried to reboot the Brady's as like an hour long uh, drama. I felt like Joe Biden's speech was like a, a the Brady's Mike Brady speech. Like, you know, it was, it was more serious, more grown up, but you know, it was, it was gentle, but not condescending. It, it, I just want him gone, man. Just get rid of Trump. Everybody that I, you know, I've gotten rid of more people off Facebook. When I hear that they're going to vote for Trump, no matter what, and, they don't even. They're not paying attention to that. That that they still believe that this shit is a hoax. That you know, and they and they bought into this guy. They're, I mean, that's scary. When they told you that when Obama spoke, he told you how dangerous this motherfucker is, and he is dangerous. Mm-hmm. He is dangerous. Everybody, you told me Hillary, Hillary told was us. The crook. Hillary was right. Yeah. By the way, you know, props. You said Hillary was the crook. Props mm-hmm. to props to Hillary Clinton. Like great speech at, at the convention, and somehow she made it all the way through without just like going, "I fucking." told you so and then just staring at the camera for the rest of her time david i agree i agree I, I with was you like, wow they went after her and i'm, I'm you know and just you know and actually because you know uh, even though they promoted her and everything they said oh look what they did and you know now all this stuff is coming out you got bannon shit coming out you got the 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 uh the the senate committee the uh republican senate committee came out and stated that trump colluded with the fucking Russians, but they didn't have enough to get rid of him. But he did it. 
Well, and one of the one of the one of the interesting things about the Senate Select Committee report is ice cream, ice cream. <laughs> uh, no, one of the one of the you know when when you're asking rhetorically, are people this fucking stupid? And then you get proof that well, uh, yeah, maybe they are. But yeah, the the uh, SSCI report came out, Volume Five, uh, Russian collusion, came out this week, and just like Bill Barr with the Mueller report, Marco Rubio says, "Well, yeah, we have the report, and uh, it says there's no collusion." No, it says like if you read the the thousand page report, it's right fucking in there. It says that that Paul Manafort, campaign manager now low-level coffee boy in prison, was a, a serious threat to national security because he was getting all his information from a Kremlin contact who's part of the whole machine that's now feeding information to Ron Johnson and Rudy Giuliani and, and all these other fuckers hey. that are trying to hey, build a bullshit case against Biden. Well, hey, Dave, I know you'll love this, though. Now, you got Bannon, right? Mm-hmm. What you say Bannon cuts a deal, and they get him yeah. to sing on, he, gets, yeah. he sings on Trump. Well, that's, that's one of the interesting things, because Bannon did testify against Roger Stone. Like, you know, the, you always know that these guys are going to turn on each other in, in a second. But there's so many people have so much dirt on each other Sometimes they don't like you get a Roger Stone where it's like, you know, he says, well, you know, it's, I, I protected the president and wow, what do you know? His sentence gets commuted. Bannon has already shown that he's a fucking weasel who will turn on his co-conspirators to save his own ass. So, yeah, I think it's entirely possible. I think it's possible, but I'm also surprised that, like, I've always thought that all of these people are crooks, so they will add, and they have no honor at all, so they will absolutely turn on each other. But that was not the case with Stone or Flynn, which actually made me concerned that now there's this kind of thing being cultivated that it's like, yeah, now that we've got Bill Barr in there, you can kind of keep your mouth shut. We'll work, we'll work it out. That's what's concerning me. Right. Yeah, there's, but I mean, I, I it's the, the arrest of Steve Bannon, is, it's, it's a great sign, but nothing's done till it's done. So, you right. know. I mean, they let, I mean, he's out on bond, but I've, I said, this guy is not going, he said, fuck you. I'm not going to jail. I'm going to sing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take, the, he's going to take Trump with him, and they're going to try to hold this back now, but, you know, because they don't want to screw up. Because he's already set up for another impeachment. Let me let this me ask crap you, he did with the deal. Yeah, let me let me ask a question. Just you know, because we're talking about the the Steve Bannon thing. I first heard about it. You know, what was it? Wednesday morning. I I wound up on Twitter and I noticed that Trump meltdown was one of the trending topics, and it was you know based on on the speeches at the DNC the night before. And so I was going through a thread of, of Trump meltdown stuff, and I saw a mention of Steve Bannon's arrest. And at first I thought, wait a minute, no. Like, why isn't, like, my phone just going off the hook with news alerts and stuff? This, this can't be right. And so I started doing a little digging, and that's when the headlines started popping up. And I don't know if it's just me, but 
when I saw like the first legit news source headline about Steve Bannon being arrested in my head, I started hearing the piano outro of, of Layla, like from Goodfellas when all the bodies from the, from the heist start popping up in the dumpsters and a Cadillac, you know, but yeah, it was just like, all right, this could be it. This could be the first domino. Because right. you know Bannon's Bannon's already been singing. Well, it's yeah, all going to be over like Donald. What's that? Yeah, you're right. And also, he, yeah, she's saying that he doesn't like he doesn't like Donald. Right. Donald- He's a useful tool. Bannon's way smarter than Donald is, and I think that Donald. I don't think he can pardon Bannon because at least not before the election. Because if you pardon him before the election, what you're telling your supporters is this guy ripped you off. He for a wall that never happened. You guys were paying money to build this wall, and 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 that's like my theme, right? And this guy took your cash, and um and so I have no respect for you. So I'm going to pardon him because you you really mean nothing to me, right? I don't know if he can afford to alienate the like the the bigots who are supporting him, you know? Like because I mean they took like was it twenty five million dollars. Um, and then they got paid for a, uh, the government paid them also like 400 million, um, well, uh, in, in yeah, the this wall is the, the contractor who they had, who like, and people are like, well, he put in 25 million of his own money. It's like, yeah, but he got billions in government contracts from it. It's, you know, it's like you throw in a little bit of money and not saying that 25 million is a little bit, but for these guys. Hey, David, Trump doesn't take a salary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, with all the tax dollars that are paying for his trips to his golf courses, why the fuck would he need a salary? That's it's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you, but you know that pardon, uh, pardon Melania Bannon, is going to be speaking. Sing. You guys heard oh. that Melania is going to be speaking, so make sure you tune in to that. That should be nice. Yeah. It's, well, you know, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> uh, you know Michelle's speech was so fucking great this week at the DNC. I can't wait to hear it in Slovenian. It should be interesting but let's you know uh he's just not up for a job he not good man for a moment now <laughs> it, god Stupid. this is uh, but, uh, okay so well so I, if he doesn't pardon bannon bannon's gonna sing but if he does pardon bannon will his will his voters say uh, uh, will something in their head click and and they'll finally realize he he doesn't give a shit about them. He's allowed this guy to rip them off, and there's no consequences. I don't think so. I mean, what these are think? people. These are people who believe Donald Trump. You know, four years ago when he said, "I alone can fix it," and as you know, we are seeing currently, and as we uh-huh. saw in the uh-huh. SSCI report, he can't even fix an election alone. Well, what, what, Dave, why didn't anybody ever call this dude on all this? bravado arrogant crap that he would do that he would come out every time he would say that no one ever called him on it and said dude how dare you say that you you alone can fix this i mean just but i do give the one guy credit who said uh mr president do you uh do you um forgive uh you know for all the lies that you told did you see that (laughs) oh yeah the reporter from the huffington post he said what what are you talking about all the lies then who told you you. You. next question Uh, yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I thought it was the best question of the year. So good. Yeah. yeah. And Call you know what? Right out of this shit. You lying bastards. I, I think we haven't seen it in the week since, but ideally these are like the little things that will embolden everyone else. And we need to see some sort of unity in, in the legitimate press. I'm not talking about like the one America, uh, Breitbart, you know, suck ups that, the white house insists on having in the briefing room because they need tools of distraction, but every legitimate journalist, someone asks that a question like that. And Trump says, all right, moving on to the next question. That's when you are supposed to say either re-ask the question or yield your time back to the reporter who did come on. You know, this is, Mm -hmm. this is what the fourth estate is as they are so nobly called, is supposed to be doing. Let's let's get the answers. Let's ask follow-up questions. Let's make the story Trump storms out of briefing after refusing to answer questions. You do that enough, then maybe his followers are going to see the pattern 60, emerge. 60,000 people? 60, people? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. What is she, what is she doing? I don't know. But we don't have that That's much. That's not me. That's <laughs> not me. That audio was not me. My microphone's muted. <laughs> so we we don't my, have that my, much. Uh, neighbors having uh, it. What about the neighbors? Oh, my neighbor. Um. Uh. Their their son's having an allergic reaction. He asked me for some baby Benadryl, so I got up and got some. So nice. I'm going to pour some out for him. But, oh, yeah. uh, I'm listening. I'm cool. here, and well, my microphone's muted. We'll edit this out. Uh, <laughs> Between the tire being changed and this, I don't even know what the hell. All right. Well, so, uh, what, no, 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 no. Cause I want, I want to go around like highlights of, of the convention for you this week. Lowlights. I'll, I'll start there. You know, I, I didn't think there were that many lowlights. I, I thought Julia Louis Dreyfus, the comedy came on a little strong. And I mean, I think as comedians, we all know there's there's a fine line, you know, when you're because it was like, well, it's cancer night, but it's also like the last night when we want everyone to kind of feel good and remind people that Democrats are fun. And I I think technically it was it was amazing as an event for a first time. But there were like some of the editing. There was that, you know, the footage that re- led right into Julia Louis-Dreyfus where it was like a really serious cancer thing. And then the video ended cold. There was no fade. And then she comes in with a joke and it was like, you know, if the video like faded, if there was something a little more gradual, it like the joke would have played a lot better. I thought. And then God, I think it was uh, when Kerry Washington was hosting and said something about, you know, how people are suffering, you know, unemployment, the economy, it's all horrible. And it would have been a really easy time to just for the writers to throw, you know, because of President Trump's inaction, the suffering is, you know, it just kind of let it hang. And it's like, no, guys, this is like a perfect opportunity to remind people that this suffering is brought to you by the Republican Party and the Trump White House. Um, so I think there were like a couple little missed opportunities like that, but I thought the major speeches were awesome. 
Elizabeth Warren, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, but her her folks, her campaign people, like showed there there were a bunch of Easter eggs in the classroom behind her. Like from BLM being in one of the bookshelves and eleven three twenty being spelled out and a kid's like postal worker uniform. Uh-huh. You know, it was it was fun. It was it was just all all kinds of fun stuff going on there. And it was a great speech. She is I I voted for her in the so, primary. She's so inspirational. So I thought mm-hmm. Kamala's speech was fantastic. And Biden's speech was great. Obama, I mean both Obamas but uh, I was I was actually a little worried on on Wednesday. It's like, I mean, I know Kamala is going to have a good speech, but you know, shit, she has to follow President Obama. I mean, how many times well, have you guys like done a show where it's like, yeah, whatever, I'm doing like some shitty little bar show that it's a fun room and whatever, and this is going to be great, and then like. The host comes up to you. Oh, by the way, Robin Williams just showed up. So uh, we're going to bump you. But you're going up right after him. Fuck. You know. Uh, it, would be, it would be worse if you were doing, um, what's his name? Paul Mooney. Because if you had to follow Paul Mooney, <laughs> there would be no one left in the fucking room because he'd have ran them all out. All, all your fucking white people bloom and they'd be gone. Be, only guy be there with the waiter. But you know, I mean, it, for for Kamala, yeah. like to have to follow Barack Obama, that was that was a I, tough I tough had, follow. You know, I, I had no doubts that because, she would be fantastic. Uh, well, I mean, you know what? I I thought it, it had to go that way, and you know, they changed that at the last minute. That was not done in the beginning. She was going to go, and then Obama would be left. But wait a minute, you're the VP. You got to bring right. it home. You're the headliner. Right. You know, you got to bring it home. So whatever you got, you know, uh, and he didn't, and he left for a little bit. He didn't go too high. He left it just perfect for her to bring it home, put the icing on the cake and drop the mic and let's get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. It's over. You know, yeah. I didn't need much. I didn't need, I didn't need much from Biden. I'm glad he read off a teleprompter. I hope they make him read off a teleprompter the whole four years he's on. That way, and, and people need to understand, they need to come out with this. Day. The man's a former stutterer. It's not that he has a fucked up and be, he used to stutter. And if we, and right there, just like Bill Withers, who also, the great Bill Withers, was a stutterer. And they need to expose that. I think they need to bring it out so people, that would bring in folks like, hey, man, you know. The guy had a, this guy has overcome a lot. I thought they executed that. I had thought they executed that beautifully by having Braden, the. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. The yeah. boy who helps with the stutter go before. So that yeah, Braden Harrington, 13 year old stutterer. Biden did. Then you have your excuse for it. Then it's not cognitive brain uh, decline, it's he's overcoming an obstacle, an obstacle that Donald Trump would have. And, and the great no, thing about no, that, Liz. He didn't have so an old lady. Like, mm-hmm. I was going to say that they didn't have an old lady behind him and slap him in the back of the head. That's what they used to do like, when I was in, in the church when you start stuttering. <laughs> Get it out, boy. And just pow you out. You how, did they know, the how did they know that wasn't the spirit coming in? <laughs> I, it's, I tell you, hey. I just don't understand religion. So, uh, Timon, yeah, favorite? Yeah, I thought it was beautifully done. Um, um, highlights for me was the whole fucking thing and the low lights was um my husband laughing at me while i sobbed because i 
cried my eyes out when Michelle Obama spoke, when Barack Obama spoke, when Joe Biden spoke, when Kamala Harris spoke, when uh, uh, John Legend performed with Common. I cried during the chicks. I cried during the tribute to John Lewis. I, um, I, 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 I'm so glad I didn't get a sign of that would have been my only regret from watching the DNC. I mean, there, were there some like glitches, like when when the camera was on Pete Buttigieg a little too long before he began to speak? Yeah, that happened. But I thought that made it kind of folksy. Well, it made it real. You know, kind of made it folksy, and it made it, it it really brought home the the concept that we're having to do this via Zoom because the guy in the White House is so inept that people are dying and we can't even be around each other. And I would also like to say that forget the balloon drop. I've always thought that stupid. I've loved the fireworks and the parking lot. Like emerging from the cocoon that we're all in right now. And we were going coming out to see this beautiful new world that has actual hope in it you know what i mean i don't think that we should ever have a dnc inside a stuffy arena ever again it should be outdoors we should be with each other there should be fireworks and we should be clapping and hugging and bring your cars and turn the flashers on come on now mm-hmm. and it was great i loved it I, I loved it i loved it i loved it i loved it and Braden was fantastic fantastic and about how her her dad died because her his only pre-existing condition was believing donald trump and now he died from coronavirus because they told him it was okay for him to go outside and on his deathbed he expressed regret and he felt like he had been cheated by these con men who are profaning the white house right now and i can't wait for there will be glory and i will play john legend and common <laughs> and i will cry and i will i will i will play michelle uh uh, uh it was uh, oh, oh who's that chick who can really 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 fucking dang uh, jennifer williams jennifer williams on uh no yeah she did uh sam cook uh, uh change is gonna come um yeah. jennifer hudson Jennifer Hudson. Thank yeah. you. I was like, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Williams. I'm so bad with names, but the Jennifer Chick. Woo! Oh, yeah, that was that was a beautiful I rendition. I think I could sing, and now now I cannot. She is fantastic. <laughs> that was great. I hope, one, I hope she doesn't wear fur anymore. You know, one thing, um, I, I, I thought Pelosi's speech was okay. I mean, it was pretty good, but her sizzle reel that that hype video they showed before she spoke that shit was fucking on that was really oh, really good oh. and and Liz uh, just fucking awesome and, mm. and Jill Biden Jilly from Philly tell me more what a looker what oh a dude looker. there was there was oh, like that one a, black and white was, photo where where I'm like was she Jill. married to John Derrick before this because it was like oh my god this is your like 70s Linda Gray you know Oh, like supermodel, 70s like supermodel. Supermodel, and she didn't need plastic surgery, and she's a a doctor and a teacher. Like, come on, I mean, I I cannot, like, how how hard are you trying to get my nipples? You better (laughs) stop it. But Melania's uh, got the the Einstein... The the Einstein visa, just because you can lay on your back and think of money. He doesn't mean you're an 
Well, I thought the I I watched the whole thing. I loved it. I love the DNC. I thought it was awesome. I would. I will have to admit that a a, a low light of mine was when that um, elevator woman was introducing Joe when she didn't say that we've had our ups and we've had our downs. When when she didn't say that, I almost punched my motherfucking fist through the TV because I was like, "How did you guys miss that?" Um, I Liz, oh my God, you reminded me again how much I love that her his only pre-exist he was a healthy man. His only pre-existing condition was trusting Donald Trump. That was the that was seriously one of the lines of all of the days. The other line was, and I might misquote it slightly, but I'll get the gist of it. Um, I I mean Michelle Obama was my favorite of of all of it and of the entire four four nights. And but my God, when she said. Um, when she said, Donald Trump can't be the president we need him to be. It is what it is. I seriously lost Mm -hmm. my mind because that's not, it's like, it's like blaming, being angry. It's not, it's just, it is what it is. I seriously lost my mind um, when she said that. I thought it was so good, except I have to say that the crowning achievement of the entire thing was in the package for Jill Biden where her granddaughters said that when Jill that when Jill is out she if she finds a dead snake she will pick it up put it in a bag and then use it to scare people with later and that is classic Jill that's classic Jill right there that was the big 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 highlight for me in fact yesterday my family we, we constantly threatened each other with terrible things yesterday and we're like that's just classic jill <laughs> so um so that's my um that, that that that's my roundup that's my roundup and i would agree with you david that joe biden's speech was meant to be kind of a harrowing mike brady kind of moment but i have to say that the uh, Grand Canyon backdrop was a little over the top. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Nice, bravo! All, all, all the way to Kings yeah. Island and and Hawaii. Another it's, God. Now I just want to watch like all the the multi episode Brady Bunch uh, episodes. Yeah, Kings Island, Hawaii, <laughs> Grand Canyon. Uh, just. Yeah, little little touch of nostalgia there. Time and ship, uh, your thoughts, takeaways. Uh, well, I thought it was. I thought it went well. I thought it went well. That they, they put out a lot of the good points. So I love Elizabeth Warren's speech. I thought that uh, I didn't need to hear a lot of Joe. I just wanted Joe to bring it home, put the icing on the cake, say what you need to say. Because not there's nothing more to point out. Uh, they could have probably brought out more about you know different things that they were going to do. Uh, you know, coming up, I would have loved to hear more of that, but mm, it did. I, I liked uh, Cory Booker's speech. Uh, I thought Kamala did well, and you know, and Michelle kicked ass. Obama kicked ass, and and Hillary. You know, Hillary's pointing out who the real crook was. Will the real crook please stand up? <laughs> and he has. He stood up. All right, he's been standing up the whole way. The very guy who we've been listening to do uh, uh, speeches in a press room about a pandemic that he knows nothing about. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... But the MyPillow guy has some ideas. Who is that? 
I said, but the My Pillow guy has some ideas. Yeah. Oh, and there you go, Mr. Willy Wonka himself. That guy. <laughs> you know. I mean, and, and I mean, what do you do with that? Where did he find these people? They just keep coming out of the damn woodwork. Now we have. We, you haven't heard one Democrat pull any of this shit out of their ass talking about some guy who sells pillows and. You know, you didn't say that until I started voting for Trump. You should have kept your mouth shut because everybody is not, you know, sitting up and saying some stupid shit. You know, I don't have a problem you being a Republican. If you say, I voted for Trump, okay, say it and shut up. But when you start giving your points of view on why you voted for him, now you're opening yourself up to say, okay, dude, now it's time to not only kick you off Twitter, kick you off Facebook. <laughs> Kick you off the planet. We can't listen to you anymore because you're a fucking idiot. And that's male and female. They say, well, well, what's a Karen? You got to be called a Karen because you started fucking with people. All this stuff, Trump, once, what he did was inequality exposes all of the ignorance and the stupidness and the racism in our society. This pandemic brought it out. See, here's here's yeah. something that I think is is really interesting, and it kind of goes to a recurring theme in in this show. Is yeah, you know, I think you're absolutely right. the The pandemic has brought a lot of the ugliness out into the open, and a lot of people, while not defending Trump, excuse him and all the racism by saying, "Oh, well, you know, look at all this that he's brought out into the open," and Y'all know how how just livid I get at people who believe in the whole everything happens for a reason, but they don't go into what the reasoning is and how to make good things happen more and bad things happen less is by paying attention to those reasons and learning from them. And and that's the whole thing. And we you know we started talking about it a little bit earlier in the show that Republicans are really good at pointing out the problems, but they never have any solutions. But boy, can they get people mad! And that that is everything happens for a reason. Find out like okay, yeah, there are problems. What are we doing to fix them? Yes, Trump has brought all this racism out into the open and people say oh it's great you know because now everyone can see it's there but then they're not doing anything about it it's wow it's great that we can see all this racism that used to be hidden so what are we doing to get rid of institutionalized racism in the system what are we doing to reform the police if not defund them what are we doing to to help get rid of racism and sexism that prevents women and minorities from advancing in the workplace? What are we doing to make pay equal? What are we doing to give women dominion over their own fucking bodies for God's sake? And so that's the thing. Yeah, it's, oh, it's great. He's bringing out all this racism that for some reason people didn't know was there. But now that it's out in the open, you see all the roaches on the floor if you're not going to stomp on them, spray them, do something to get the roaches out. And I'm not calling people roaches. I'm saying these these horrible ideas. We get it, Dave. We, I know. We, I, you, you, just, you know how people, oh, he's, he's calling us roaches. No, I'm calling your ideas roaches. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like you bring it all out into the open. If you don't do anything about it once it's there. I mean, Trump did say that the reason why he's here that he is in office is because of obama 
the only the Brookings Institute, and I don't know if you guys saw this, did a thing on Obama and his policies and everything. And the real, what they stated was that in 2008, with the 2008 problem, there was a woman by, who was an economist by the name of Christine Roma. She had told Obama he, he should go big in the stimulus package. And she told him to do $1.8 trillion. He went with Billy Summers. Summers said, no, you don't need to go that big. Well, he took Summers' advice, and by 2010, Obama basically has shot himself in the foot because they took over the House and they took over the Senate because his bill was not big enough. He would go after a policy. He would put out something, but he wouldn't go. He wasn't big enough. He would just go just enough to cover it. But he's not. Mind you, it worked what, what Summer said. It just took too long. And that's where a lot of people say, oh, look at us. Look at what he did to us. No. Which Americans, as you know, don't have patience. They want their shit now. They want their problem taken care of now. I want the virus gone now. You know, not none of this stuff right away. And here we are again. Joe, Joe is going to be stuck with how big do we go, Joe? He's going to have to do a fat ass stimulus package in order to bring the the virus under control and cover everybody but they're trying to stop saying that we're not we don't want to become socialists fuck you you're already there you gotta have socialism because everybody can't keep up so we might as well get ready joe's gonna have to go big once they put him in office he's gonna have to go after the you know making sure all the major companies do everything to get, you know, to give the doctors and nurses everything they need, the mask and all that. And then from there, he's going to have to do a big stimulus package that'll probably have to hold for a good six months for everybody to be. And I would be okay with that. If you're going to make me pay taxes, pay it toward it goes something that, hey, I can see everybody getting some benefit from. Yeah. So they can get back on their feet. Well, all this, don't, I'm not worried about being called a socialist. Fuck you. I want to be, I just want everybody to be able to get back on their feet and get their lives together. And I, you know, I know everybody on this show knows it. And pretty much, I, you know, I have no doubts that unless someone, you know, fell into this by accident, anyone who's listening knows it. But the only way all that is going to happen is if you vote uh, and if you get everyone you know to get out there and vote or do it by mail. If uh, if you can do that from wherever you're living, just make sure you, you know, because we didn't have uh, much time to talk about uh, Louis DeJoy. I think next week is going to be a really interesting show because DeJoy seemed like a complete fucking idiot. Uh, when he testified in in front of the uh, the Republican led Senate committee, he's facing Katie Porter next week, and that is going to be so much fun to Ooh, watch. Yes, baby. Um, real quick, just last last thing on the convention before we get out of here, because. I was listening to left, right, and center yesterday, and they, they were asking, well, what do you think the overall theme of the Democratic convention was? And the, the lefty on the panel said, well, I think it was we the people. And I think that that was a big chunk of the message, but 
if if I can sort of uh, steal and or paraphrase from James Carville back in the in the Clinton days, I think the overarching theme of the convention and what the the main message of the Democratic Party between now and November third needs to be is to paraphrase Carville, it's the democracy, stupid. This is it's so cliche this is the most important election but if if we've learned anything from the past three and a half years and the erosion of the things that make america exceptional is that they are they being the republicans are doing everything they can to get rid of our democracy so if if you like the country that you've had for the last 240 some odd years, then vote to keep it moving forward. That's, you know, that's what I got to say. It's the democracy, stupid. With that, Next week, we are going to have a really interesting show because the the Republican National Convention starts this week. And I I think, you know, shit show 2020 is just my guess for the for the subtitle. But I am I am going to be watching with a big bowl of popcorn and a rapidly depleting bottle of Vicodin by my side. Uh, so thank you, Kidney Stones, for making half of that possible. Orville Redenbacher for the other half, I guess. But that, that I think, uh, seems like a good place to wrap it up. Next week, we'll be talking about the, the Republican convention. Uh, we'll be talking more about the, the QAnon conspiracy because uh, David Rosie Rosenberg, who, while not an expert, definitely spends more time online trolling Q fans than I do. So uh, he's a little bit more immersed in it. And uh, Kat Alvarado is going to be with us. So that should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. I want to thank you guys, not just for being here this week, but for for giving it a shot last week before my kidneys said, nope, not going to be a show. Uh, so thank you to to today's panel of cognitive dissidents. Uh, Katie Massick Kennedy, always so awesome. Thank you for being here. Where can people uh, find out what you're thinking, what you got going on on the interwebs uh, for the next who knows how long? God, I don't know. I guess you can check me out on Twitter, Katie Massa. But uh, considering that we're all in California, you can find me in my bunker now. <laughs> well, I hope the bunker's fireproof. And uh, <laughs> and thanks again for being with us today. Looking forward to the next time already. Liz Stewart Barnes, thank you so much for being here. Always great. What do you got going on? Where can people uh, find out what you're doing on the interwebs these days for the forthcoming future? I am on Instagram. I'm uh, Liz Stewart. I'm crowning, which is the uh, name of my uh, comedy uh, show that you can see on Amazon or Voodoo or wherever you get your stuff. Um, and also, not even about me, but please tune into Martha McSally because she just told her supporters uh, that they should skip meals and send her the cash that they would ordinarily use to feed themselves and their families because the GOP don't give a fuck about you. Republicans, wake up, man. Wow. It's not just the presidency. We got to take the House and the Senate. We'll keep the House and take the Senate, too. And use it right Put to these stop. people in jail. Please, God, 
Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. I want to back up real quick. Like, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned uh, Martha McSally uh, telling her followers to forgo food so she can win office. Because, Katie, I want to go back. I, I mentioned it. We never really got to talk more about it. But the, the piece you wrote for Medium on the, the Trumpism and evangelicalism, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm going to throw that link up on on our Facebook page and the Twitter just because it it is uh, such a good read. I think it's it's a great idea and it comes into this, you know, what Liz was just saying, where oh, you know, forget what actually should happen and give everything to us, which you see from the mm-hmm. churches, you see from the Republicans. Uh, ask not what you can do for yourself. Ask what you can do for the party. So, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. But, uh, Liz, thank you so much for being here. Looking forward to next time already. You guys, uh, have. You. I know you're going camping with the fam, so have fun. Be safe. No viruses, no snakes. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Uh, thank you. You go with my blessing. Mr. Time and Ship, always a pleasure to have you with us. Where can people catch up with you and what you got going on on the interwebs or elsewhere these days? Time and Ship at uh, Instagram, Time and Ship at Facebook, Time and Ship at uh, hmm, Instagram, Facebook, who else? Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Holy and Trinity. Time and Ship at, at Twitter. Yeah. And uh, also, <laughs> you can get my book, My East St. Louis, on Amazon.com. As well as my CD, Universal Brother, uh, is also on iTunes and Spotify. Right on. Well, thank you. Oh, David, yeah. David, I, I need to interject really, really quickly. If Liz finds a dead snake, she needs to put it in a bag and save it to scare people with later because that's classic Jill. Classic Jill. <laughs> <laughs> snakes, <laughs> snakes for everybody. This is going to be such an interesting Christmas. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Time, and thank you, Liz. Thank you, Katie. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the Facebook as Dr. David Robinson. And on the Twitter, I am at Stand Up Fall Down. If you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials on Facebook, all spelled out, let's be treasonable. And on the Twitter, we are at L E T S. B T R E A S O N A B L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you, the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening, even on the platforms where you're not. What the hell? It's a pandemic. We have time. If you didn't like it, that's fine too. Keep it to yourself. You don't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. Everybody's happy. We will be back next week. Hopefully, you will too. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.